you know, sometimes when you get exactly what you expect, it's awesome. And I was thinking about it this morning. Ben, what do you think you were doing on November 12th, 2016? November 12th, 2016. Uh, Dak and Zeke, rookie year. Probably, probably watching... Probably watching Dallas, still praying that Roma was coming back. Just a nice. Not much has changed, probably. That's very fair. However, that was the last time the New York Giants beat Dak Prescott. So I'm sure the Giants think about that day a lot. A a devastating ten to seven dominant win for the New York Giants <laughs> on that day. Man. It's getting it's getting ugly out here. Uh, this is Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. We're coming to you live Monday, uh, November 13th, 2023, which is way, way long after 2016. Mm. Uh, for Dax, uh, you know, like a tw- 11th or 12th straight win over the Giants. The Cowboys roll over a hapless Giants team last night. Dak doesn't even play the fourth quarter in this one. The Cowboys put up the most yards they've put up in a game since 1966, like over 600 yards. Even the Romo Broncos game in 2013, which was an absolute barn burner. They didn't put up these numbers. Um, And again, Dak played three quarters, dude. This was just an absolute drubbing from the jump. 89 to 17 is the final series this year between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. Um, I would say that's about as uh, lopsided as maybe any year in the history that the Cowboys and Giants have played. I can't factually stack check that, but I would imagine that's probably the case. I know coming in the first half, we had more yards and they had points. Hey, but Tommy DeVito, he did get him on the board when Danny Jones couldn't. So hey, you know what? I heard a lot of Giants fans shit talking Tommy DeVito, and that motherfucker's the best QB on your team. Like, I don't look at the stat sheet, dude. He's got three TDs and three picks. Danny Jones, your $160 million man, has two touchdowns and six picks. Like, Tommy DeVito is another classic. It's just Italian discrimination, you know? We've seen that just too much in our, in you know, our history. Don't even get me started. We, we don't need to make it into that kind of podcast, but this is what my people face on a daily basis. No one believes in us. All right. Um, I bet Tommy DeVito's mom makes a fucking banger ZD, dude. Banger ZD. Um, but I, I, I will say like this, this is like the worst possible first start. Did for, you see them in the stands? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I there was like he a, got, he quite got a collection hundred requests for tickets this week. And someone texts or grant you know, friend of the show, grant wearing texts me. He's like, can you imagine the Jersey trash that was trying to get tickets? To this it's stand? tough when it's tough when the entire member of the five families went, went no personal kidding, seats dude. to your it, gate. They man. looked over there and it was just the fucking Genovese family <laughs> over there. Just like threatening to get and the, the Gambinos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But I, I will say like, I guess the, the high, the, the, Headline of this game is Dallas's offense goes nuts. Um, we saw some things that I think we have been waiting to see for some time. I guess number one on that list would be the kind of emergence of Brandon Cooks, who had the game of his short-lived Dallas Cowboys career thus far when he was signed over the offseason. I know all of us on this podcast are really excited. Um, a guy that could stretch the field, go deep. 
I don't know what it was, man. I mean, obviously it was just that the Giants are bad and their corners aren't very good, but like it sem- it seemed like we went deep more last night than we have all year combined. Like even when Dak was getting hit in the pocket, dude, he was just slinging it downfield. He was throwing dots all night, dude. I mean, you have two 150-yard receivers. You've got Gallup going for another 70. Uh, Ferg catches a TD. You know, four different receivers catch touchdowns. Brandon Cooks goes nine for 173 on 10 targets. Uh, CD gets his 14 targets, which is what I like to see. Catches 11 of them for 151. Um, did you guys see CD after the game talking to the reporters, what he said to the to the press? If you don't believe I'm he the says, one receiver, watch me next game. Yeah, dude. He said, I'm one of them ones, which is <laughs> I need a CD shirt with him doing the slime celebration that just says I'm one of them ones because, I mean, there's no arguing with that right now. I mean – this is a guy that we're weeks removed from Richard Sherman sitting on national television saying that he's not a number one receiver. And now here we are. Where do you put CD Lamb in your NFL current wide receiver stack? Yeah, it's really interesting when they flash that up that he had 10 for 150. He sort of did it. We were even texting. It's almost silently. Like it, maybe just for how he is. Like you could and I know we always bring everything back to Dez, but I'm going to do it again because fuck it. But like, it felt like when Dez was imposing his will on a game, you really felt it and you knew is where you kind of look up and you're like, oh shit, CD has 170 yards again, tight. Um, yeah. But right now, I mean, he's on a crazy tear. I, I think there's so many talented wide receivers in the NFL. I've always had him in that second tier. Like if tier one or true game breakers, which is where I put like your Tyreeks, your J Jeffs, Tyreek. Yeah. Je- Jefferson, Jamar. I still think he's a shade outside of that tier, but he's definitely in the next tier of guys. And I don't know how you want to, where you cut it off at. I think he's, you can argue that he's a top five guy at this, at least at this moment right now, like playing right now. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. I would say Devonte Adams is, we would at least say historically a much better receiver, but right now CD's way playing better than that yeah. guy. Right. I mean, there's not really anyone who's playing better than him right now. So, uh, it's tough, man. I mean, where do you guys put him? Zach, I'm interested in your answer to that question. I mean, I've always liked CD. I'm going to have to see him the whole season to really make a judgment on this. But I mean, I, I put him in top five right now. And the way he's playing, Ooh. the way people are playing this season. He's yeah. playing as a top five guy. Certainly, you have to think that the defensive game plan when teams are lining up against Dallas is all about CeeDee Lamb. No one is afraid of Pollard. No one is like, af- I mean, Ferguson's played, had a good year and he's developing. He is not, no one's afraid of him. I don't think maybe after this week, Cooks gets a little more attention. But coming into this game, you have to think the Giants' whole game plan was about making sure that they had coverage on CD lamb. Yeah. It's, and I mean, there's, yet, there's only a handful of guys that can, can really do that to a defense. Like you said, I mean, we get like the Tyreeks, JJ's Jamar's, uh, you know, then you get, you know, like CD Noah Brown, AJ Brown, like just the, the top Brown, of the, dude. the top of the top guys, you know, just the top yeah, of the dude. top hey, for the last two weeks, dude, it's been <laughs> Noah Brown versus CD lamb for who's the king of the fucking heap, dude. But no, man, I, I found myself, and this is crazy because I, you know, and I am tough on Cowboys receivers. I was tough on Dez until he emerged. I was tough on CD. and We were tough on Amari. I, w- I agreed. And and I, uh, Amari definitely eventually won me over as well. Um, 
I'm now at a point where I would ask, I texted you about this, Ben, and I would love to hear your answer here on the pod. You know, I, I know that Des was such a huge icon and he was so loud in his method of domination. If CD Lamb keeps playing like this, we're talking about one of, if not the best wide receiver seasons in the history of the franchise. Is CD Lamb in the same class as Des Bryant if he continues to play this way? Yeah, I don't, I don't, it'd be hard to argue that he's not. You know, the difference, he's almost has like a Julio Jones esque impact where Julio would have 1,900 yards and like five touchdowns. Like, I don't know if CD's ever going to be a double digit touchdown guy. I, really I don't know if that's his game. But... more in the end zone because he can clearly yeah. make absurd catches. Like, the, the touchdown he caught yesterday was a beautiful back shoulder fade where he like... Dude, the one-hander he caught up the, the sideline. The one-hander line. was nuts, dude. The one-hander was absurd. I mean, he makes... And he did have a rushing touchdown, to be fair. So, yeah. you know, that doesn't show up. two well. TDs yesterday. Yeah. We just kind of forget about the rushing one. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, he's on pace to have a better season than any Dick Cowboy receiver, including Michael Irvin, Drew Pearson, Des Bryant. I mean, we're talking... This isn't the Chicago Bears history of wide receivers, all right? I mean, this is a there's some first ballot Hall of Famers on these lists, you know. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, on now on the other end of the wide receiver chart, I would like to bring up Luke Schoonmaker. Luke Schoonmaker got a target <laughs> last night. It was a Wait, I just out. I do want to I do want to interject here, and Zach and I love that we went we, 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 we talked about how, how big the ass beating was. The first thing we go to, how great CD is, and Andy's immediate, immediate target <laughs> moves to Luke Schoonmaker, who does suck, but I'll, 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 let guy, you, I'll let you have the floor. This guy, okay. Last night, he got his ninth career target, and he's on record-setting pace. He had his fifth career drop in nine <laughs> targets, okay? And one of the catches was basically for nothing because he was six inches short of the end zone and lost us a game. So this guy makes me rage like a few other Cowboys I've ever experienced watching in my life. He is so fundamentally bad at football. And on one hand, you're like, hey, he's a rookie. Give him a break. Well, I would if he wasn't 26 years old. He's like a full year (laughs) older than C.D. Lamb. So like if he takes three years to develop, he'll be ready to retire by the time he's like up to snuff. This guy's not an NFL player. He gets stupid penalties. He cannot catch the ball. It is so infuriating that he gets snaps. Meanwhile, Ferguson's out here like catching touchdowns every game now, like continuing to develop as a really solid tight end, probably Dak's number two target at this point. It it makes me so angry that we continue to see Luke Schoonmaker get snaps. When when Jason Witten was here, or even when Schultz was here, we did, we were not like forcing the ball to some other guy. Like they need to just like admit that Ferguson's the one and let Luke Schoonmaker like, I don't know, carry the Gatorade or something because he cannot be trusted to catch footballs. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. See, uh, yeah. May I uh, read all of his catches? <laughs> quick, <laughs> Please, please. Uh, so the, yeah, we've got a spare 38 seconds. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. The first game we played against the Jets, he had one reception for one yard and one touchdown. That was his, that's the, that was the high point. That, that's career, it's right all downhill from here. Uh, you have to go all the way to the Rams game where he got one more reception for 13 yards. And then the Phillies game where he got one reception for zero yards. That's it. <laughs> Incredible, dude. Incredible. Like, oh my God, dude. It's 
and again in a game like Zach this, made a just absolutely Zach made blast. a joke. Sorry, uh, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. uh, during the game, Zach made a not a joke. Just we were kind of we were watching at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, the game turned into kind of a blowout, so we weren't paying full attention at some point. And uh, Zach looked up and he goes, "Oh wow, was that Schoon?" And I go, no, "No, he got the ball. That was definitely Ferg. That was definitely not Schoon." <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, anytime I see 86, I just like am filled. I'm glad they gave him Schultz's number, honestly. Like that was a good decision because I can just like kind of continue my my latent disregard. Um, but moving on from the negatives, Dak Prescott, his fourth really impressive game in a row. Dude was throwing absolute dots, a 138.3 passer rating, a 97 QBR. Really liked the use of his feet. Classic Dak rushing game, right? Like a really nice first down and then a touchdown. Um, great stuff. Just two nice scampers, a 10-yard TD and a 7-yard first down. That's all you really need out of Dak's feet. Um, 26 to 35 for 404 and four touchdowns with a rushing TD. So five touchdown game, and he only played three quarters. Dak continues his little streak here in the middle of the year. I mean, I'll tell you this. My uh, all-Cowboys fantasy team was like 0-6, and, and now they're 4-6 and six because the Cowboys offense has just like turned Dude, it around. Your CD Dak ferg pairing is starting to annihilate people with Cowboys D. It's actually I've quite t- nasty. I've, I've had two Kobe's in the last four weeks. Yeah, you, you lead our, te- our league in Kobe's now. It's nuts. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I want to ask you guys something. So, to kind of build off what Andy was saying about Dak's uh, great run, what do you think it is about this team where we see the games where they lay an egg? Whether I know a lot is against the Niners, but those, do you think that you just chalk that up to, hey, any given Sunday when you're off, you're off? Or what do you be like? It's like Dak's good is so good. But man, there are games where you just look up and we have 125 passing yards in three quarters all of a sudden. It's when our offense can't get anything more than a three and out over and over. Our defense gets real tired and it's always generally our O-line's getting beat and we have no run game. That's, that's what I was going to ask. The, what, what do you think? You think it's the happens. O-line? You think if, if you think when we're losing in the trenches, which is probably the easiest answer, like do you think that's the single biggest indicator of a good of or bad Zach game? definitely hurts us significantly because it does mm-hmm. put the game on Dak's shoulders pretty much exclusively. Um, and Lamb's shoulders for that record. Yeah, yeah. I, and I have a question related to that. After what you saw last night, do we need to have – Pollard go back to playing the Pollard role that he played last year and let Rico Dowdle do the other stuff. The, because I'll go, the, I'll go the, first. The gut runs I saw from Rico Dowdle last night, I, all I found myself saying was we need to put the ball in Rico's hands more often. He looked explosive. He looked dynamic. I mean, he busted off a 21-yard run. He 12 for 79, 6.6 to carry. Those are That's Pollard last year. You know, He looked like identical to what Pollard was doing to people last year. It's tricky because there's certainly something with Pollard that's just not there. I mean, we talked about not only from a rushing game, even his passing. Like, he he used to have more catches and more receiving yards per game if you look that's down. Uh, I don't even think he had a catch in this one, if I'm wrong. Uh, But I, I don't know. I don't know an easy way to answer that because there's games where he only gets 10, 12 touches 
and he's still not doing a lot with it. It's not like he's getting 22 touches and getting gassed. So I don't know if you just, if you started Rico, if all of a sudden he would come in and be explosive. I, I, it just looks to me to and use oh, that word that everyone a workload used. issue. I was thinking more along the lines of like, do you need Rico to be doing, since Rico's kind of a bigger, more physical back, do you need Rico to be doing the up the gut stuff and use Pollard on the outside, use Pollard in space more? Like, I think I they know, definitely need to find a way to get him in space more, whether that's off ta- off tackle runs or in the receiving game, because yeah. it whatever it is, it doesn't seem like he's got the shiftiness in the hole that he's had. And this is just pure, you know, we're we're purely I don't want to say speculating here, but you know, I haven't looked at the numbers to to really quantify it, but just from an eye test thing, looking at the way he runs, he just doesn't seem to shake out of tackles in the hole the way that he used to. He doesn't seem to get to the second level as much as he used to. And I don't know. I, I don't know if you need to change you know the way I you're really using him. But... What I really noticed was when we ran the end around with CD for, that he scored the touchdown on, the speed with which Lamb changed direction to make the cut inside of the block to like, you know, head for the end zone. We ran kind of a similar play with Pollard later in the game. And the difference in speed was so noticeable, like the agility about like when Pollard changed directions to like cut, you know, North South, it looked so different than when CD did it. It really made me question like, is Pollard has Pollard lost like a significant step? Is there like a, a lack of agility here now? Z is the, is the, is the reigning Pollard champ of the chat. Way in here. We can't hear you. Oh, we can't hear you. We lost your... You're faded. You're, you sound like you're an aquarium. I guess it would be a fish tank, technically, but... Zero sound. You're coming in, like, super-duper faint. I can't hear him at all. Um. Well, while we wait for him... I, I don't know, Andy. I, I didn't really answer your question. I would just say, I don't... Something's clearly not right, and I don't know if that's his usage. I don't know if the O-line in general, doesn't seem to be blocking that well. Something that's kind of been lost in all this, by the way, I don't really think the O-lines played tremendously well. Like in most rankings, we're kind of middle of the pack, which makes Dax Dax performance even crazier. Uh, Because they're really not getting much run game support. I mean, this was a total blowout, and Pollard couldn't get going at all. I mean, he's had, what, one big game this year? Maybe two? I guess you you probably give him the, the 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 Giants game the first time around he was really good, and then he had one other hundred yard rushing game. I think the Cardinals game he was pretty decent, but yeah, and even like dude, like the the Giants game the first time around he was still like he had seventy yards. I mean he had two touchdowns, which yeah I think is why we would call that a great game. Um, but yeah, really the Cardinals game he had twenty three for one twenty two. That's a great game and a good game. And other than that, man, I mean, he's gone over 50 yards like a handful of times. It, it's not it's not great. You guys hear me now? Yes. No, there right. he is. So what I'll say is, yes, absolutely. Uh, he's definitely lost his ability to cut across the field. He's lost his ability to juke people. He's lost his explosiveness. I mean, before when he's used well, we used Zeke to tire the D-line out, and then Pollard would just explode through him, or he'd go through the side. But when we saw him run up the gut, it was normally after the other side was kind of tired and he could sh- show his burst. He doesn't really have that burst anymore. 
And so Zach, you see him, he's sluggish sometimes on the field. People are coming at him. He can't dodge or get out of tackles like he used to. And when you throw to him on the side, he's not running the same way he used to. So you think it's a usage and – I don't know if I want to use health, but just general ability right now. I don't yes. know if it's I think still he's coming def- off injury. Okay, He at least, I think, has lost – or has clearly lost some mobility from snapping his leg. I, w- I would say that. It's hard to argue that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I – we we only saw Deuce for one play last night, although I did think it was a good snap. He he broke a tackle and took a tackler with him all the way the to the Turpin. He was kind of in the Turpin role. They just didn't yeah. utilize him a ton. I I think they're gonna have to obviously I think they're they're gonna have to address running back in the upcoming draft. Um I don't think they'll do it early, but I do think Well they won't pay Pollard. The, they won't no, pay Pollard. No. I hope they do not just go they move won't. on from Zeke and just turn around to Pollard. Well, there's yeah, so many I mean, guys who are coming up on a contract. I mean his price is way cheaper, I'm going to guess, this offseason than last offseason. So I don't know if they'll trick themselves into some team-friendly deal. But, you know, because you're going to have Saquon's going to be a free agent. Josh Jacobs is going to be a free agent. So I don't know. I mean, there's going to be – he's probably the third of that trio that's going to get a deal. And not a lot of teams want to pay running backs in general. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and again, like – we, you know, the franchise tag was a lot to swallow regardless. And that was him coming off of his best year ever. And like we've said on this podcast before, the existence of Tony Pollard is proof of why Tony Pollard shouldn't get paid. Like you can go find <laughs> yes. a Tony Pollard in the third round. Um, so look at Rico. I mean, we're, we're over here and he's asking to get more Rico and that dude came is probably like a bottom of the pile guy, you yeah, know? I yeah. mean, I mean, it's just not the same. It's not the same game anymore. Um, so I, I do think I do. Ooh, sorry. I do think uh, I hope Tony does return to form kind of as the, the year goes on. Maybe the, the healing continues, but I think we're, it seems to me like we're seeing more of a Michael Gallup type situation where there's just a before and after. Um, although I'll give props to Gallup. He had uh, probably his best game since the injury last night um, with to the put a, 41 to put a yard quick- bomb and then a nice 30 yard catch from, from uh cooper rush i agree before before we get there to put a bow on the pollard conversation what do you do you guys see this getting better or do you think it just is what it is at this point for the run game and for pollard in general for the run game i think we can get a better run game going i think we okay. just need to include Donald more but for pollard yeah, I no i think last season is going to be the height of his career hmm yeah, I think we're looking at a Felix Jones situation, unfortunately. I hate to say that because I really, really love uh, what we got from Tony Pollard. But, um, yeah, man, I, I think we need to start taking a, a hard look at how we utilize these guys. Um, I mean, when when Rico Dettel's gotten touches, he's been relatively successful, um, especially compared to Tony Pollard. Last night was by far the most touches he's ever gotten in a game. Um he got seven carries against the Jets earlier this year, which he didn't do a ton with. He turned it into 26 yards. Um, but 12 carries for 79 was a huge improvement, and he just looked way more dynamic than Pollard. And I especially think down near the, the red zone, man, like Pollard just cannot score a touchdown. Like that fourth and goal on the first, the first drive mm-hmm. when you need – 
two yards and he gets you a yard and a half. Like once you got the Marion Barber disease, dude, it, it rarely fixes itself in my experience. Well, and the fact that they're giving Turpin and CeeDee Lamb into rounds and even Brandon Cooks at times shows you. And, and I get you want to have that element to your they offense. They gave and, Tolbert an end around last night. Yeah. Speaking of that, I, I just said element to the offense. Uh, McCarthy. We killed McCarthy in this offense earlier, especially after the Niners game. Um, how much credit do you give to him for the Dak CD boost the last month? As a play caller. It's not zero, but at the same time, he's doing stuff that like people were just begging, screaming. Let's say it's dude, you have these guys, please use them. And he finally throws the ball, you know, calls, you know, for CD lamb to get the ball. And you can't treat that like genius. I'll say, yeah, it's not like, I feel like he found some creative way to work them into the game plan. He just stopped treating them like he was an idiot. He just said, (laughs) Hey, let's throw to our good guys instead of trying to throw to our bad players. Like, yeah, Mike, I guess he credited him some, but it's more he's correcting previous mistakes than doing anything good. My slight contrarian take, I guess, would be I think I think you gotta have a little bit of patience with a new play caller. And I think we were probably a little quick to crucify. That's all I'll say. I I, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I mean it's all good. We know Dallas and Dak can score forty. We've been doing that for seasons especially against bad opponents so i guess the truth will really be can we do this against a really good defense a really competent defense because uh that'll be the one that really changes the way we think about them i mean the eagles game was good but again 23 points you know that kind of the yardage was nice but ultimately you got to find a way to put it in the end zone whether you put that on mike or dak or combo so i was just curious how y'all felt about it i don't i don't think i strongly dislike mike as much as the general public does so i just wanted to kind of see y'all's vibe check on it i I think it's still going to totally depend what they do in january with what happens with mike's fate regardless of what it looks like on the way there but i I was just kind of kind of vibe checking you guys it, it seems to me that nothing's changed from a like what gets mike another year like that's still the same it's like you got to go farther than we've been or they're going to show you the door um one weird thing, man, and maybe I'm alone in this. Does it seem does every and again, this is one of those things where I don't watch every team as close as I watch the Cowboys. Does every team have as big an issue with the game clock as we do or the play clock? <laughs> it seems like every game we either get a delay of game or burn a timeout to avoid a delay of game. Because we're just out there like, I don't know if Dak is just like under instruction to just like, hey, don't worry about the play clock, you know, adjust the protection, adjust the plays. If the play clock's burning down, we'll take care of you with a timeout. But like, it'll be like six seconds to go and Dak will be like, oh, wait, kill, kill, kill. And he'll start calling this shit out. And I'm like standing up in my living room like, fuck, dude, snap it, snap it, snap it, snap it. And sometimes we barely get him off, man. It, It scares the shit out of me. I wonder if that's a Schottenheimer thing, too, or maybe Mike, because he's the, the official play caller. It's weird. Right before we came on to this, I heard um, – I was listening to the Manning cast of the Monday Night Football game. We're recording this on Monday, and they had Mahomes on. And Mahomes, you know, Peyton, Peyton was the king of changing shit at the scrimmage, right? Audibles, hot routes, just – and he used to tell his OCs, give me – Give me 40 seconds, right? Don't don't get the play in with 10 seconds left and then let me look at the field. Dak is such a – where I don't think he gets a lot of credit and where film guys are really big on giving 
Dak kudos is he's really sharp pre-snap and he does a lot of checks with his O line and a lot of hand, you know, motions. And, and I, I think if those plays are coming in slow, that might be what, what the issue is. Here That's just go. my two cents. Yeah. Yeah, that could definitely be the case. It, I guess it just like the in in this game particularly, it bugged me because we did that. We had to burn a timeout. We come back from the timeout, and that's when Dak threw his very ugly interception. And I was just like, oh, come on, man. Like, get it together. Because it's those kind of series, like that those series of events in big games that seem to like snowball and kill us. Now, in this game, when you're playing a team that absolutely sucks, like it doesn't fucking matter. We'll ki- we, we go out, we kill them anyway. I mean, the Giants team from the jump never had. I mean, they avoided a safety twice by inches on the first series. Ah, the yeah. new. Honestly, those were like, safeties. At least the first one. Like I swear, I that thought was the second one was. safety. Second one, kind of, but like the first one, definitely to me. It, it, either way, it's just like what you knew from that point on. It was like there's no way because the guy just could not throw the ball downfield like that's just you're not going to win when the team knows what you're doing and you have to run up the gut and all you have is Saquon who you know hey sorry he's not a game breaker despite what Giants fans want to insist Um, but yeah it it was just an absolute drubbing Um, I'm glad the Cowboys took care of business ultimately I mean, I didn't have any expectation the Cowboys would be in any danger in this game. Last time we were favored by 17, a line that big, was the Texans game last year, which came down to a last minute. And we were favored by 15. Uh, It eventually moved with the Cardinals game. Now we had some O-line issues there and injuries. But uh, it was, you you know, it's good that to see us come through when we're that big a favorite. So do you guys want to flip to the defense? I don't have a ton. I mean, this was... Playing a JV team, I just don't know what you can take away. Gallimore I, I, showing up a lot in this game. Um, another sack from Sam Williams, which I like to see. I, he needs to continue to get more plays. We discussed that last week. Um, another game where Sam Williams had limited snaps and he turned it into a sack. It's been a, a pattern now that Sam Williams seems to turn whatever paltry number of plays they give him into, uh, you know, action. Something. And Z, your boy, Dion Blanders, another pick. Another Blander, pick. Dude. When I saw that ball go up, I was like, damn, dude, I can't believe someone's open down there. And then when the camera went down there, I was like, oh, wow, that guy's really <laughs> not open. There was like three Cowboys around this guy. I was like, good Lord, dude. And then, yeah. Um, not a bad game from Mozzie Smith. Uh, kind of his first game where I really noticed his play, uh, which I enjoyed. Yeah, it's, it's again, tough to take anything the Giants offense is so woeful. They're they're in open tanking mode at this point. I mean, they have one true NFL player in Saquon and the rest is just a, a bunch of guys, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, defense played well. They had one one series where I felt like they really gave up the ghost. It was that uh that touchdown when it was twenty eight nothing and they let the Giants kind of walk yep. down the field and put one in for twenty eight seven. But other than that, they killed them all night. They got five sacks. Um, they got an interception. Um, they held the opposing quarterback to 86 passing yards. Uh, I knew I should have slammed the under. I told Zach, my or maybe it was our buddy Matt, I was going to take the unders of every giant player, and I bet I would have cashed. Beat yeah, much I should have cashed, dude. Um, man, I'll tell you what. I'm so glad 
that because I there was a point in time last year during the offseason where I was kind of on the Jalen Hyatt train. That dude is we both were. He's fast. He, but that's it. Like he literally you would just think runs fast you would, in one direction. He can't really run routes. He can't catch. Like it's bad. You would think on a team as devoid or let me put it this way, as in need of wide receiver talent as the Giants, that he would get more snaps and showing, but no, they're they're like depending on Wandale Robinson, who I guess was their second round pick last year, to be fair. But I mean, dude, their yeah, their leading receiver last night was Daniel Bellinger, which like that's super rough. Tough, tough look. So Cowboys improved to six and three, four and oh at home, dude. The the Cowboys uh have you know, for a team that I remember when they built the new stadium and it became kind of like a bit like the new Texas stadium sucked and it wasn't really there's no home advantage. Quietly over the last couple seasons, Texas HMT has become kind of a, a decent home field advantage stadium to play in. I'm not going to put it up there with like the Seattle during the Legion of Boom era or like Foxborough or Lambeau or something like that. But you like, are right though; they do play. There was a time, even Romo 2014, when the stadium was still pretty new. Remember, we were eight and zero on the road that year, four and four at home. Like yep. it took a long time for this place to be. It took a long time for us to get signature wins at home, and now we have what eleven straight. I think that's what I read. Eleven I straight wins. I, I think it's eleven home. straight. It might even be twelve. Let me look. How many home wins? Which is big because you know they're going to play at home against the commies on Thanksgiving. I know I'm getting ahead of 12. myself, and then we got yeah. If now okay, and then 12 we in a row. The, the we, longest home winning streak is 18 from 1979 to 1981. That's sick. So and hey, we get the game. we get the Eagles at home in about three weeks. So you know, can can they keep that up? That'd be pretty sick. Absolutely. So the the uh, luckily the next two games should be quite quite winnable. Do we want to? Um, uh, do you want to put a, a a final exclamation mark on this with Star Love Goat Boys? Let's do it. I'm very interested to hear who gets what because obviously there were a bunch of stars starring in this game. Let me get my little sheet out. Zach, why don't you start? Why don't you give us the love of the game? All right. Uh, my love is CD Lamb. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I mean, yeah. And uh, Dak doesn't get it this time. He threw a really, really bad interception. And it was good. So he gets a shout out. He still led it up on a really bad team, but that interception was real bad. CD made no such mistakes. Actually had that phenomenal catch. Reminded me of his uh, rookie year. He had that crazy jump up in the air behind his head catch against the the Vikings. Vikings, Yeah. It was nasty. Although I feel like an underrated CD catch was the helmet catch he had against the Vikings week one this year. This shit was so nasty, dude. Yeah, CD. Okay, nice. that is the first CD Lamb love of the season. Way to go, CD. All right, goat. This one's tough, man. Um, honorable mention, I think I'm going to go CD and Dak. Um, at this point, it's kind of like when you win the Heisman, you know? It's tough to win a second Heisman. Like, I've come to expect great things of CD and Dak, and they continue to deliver, but especially against like reduced competition. I think my goat of the game is going to be one, the archer himself, Brandon cooks, dude. Um, Mm. Last night was the exact kind of impact. I thought Brandon cooks could have, like, I don't think he's going to go for 179 every week, but like 
stretching the field, deep crossing routes, using his speed, going vertical, like all the things that you know Brandon Cooks is capable of doing. I mean, I was texting Ben about this earlier today. Brandon Cooks has such a storied career that like no one knows about because he's like he's never he's never been on a team long enough to become like any fan base's favorite player. But this guy has he's the only NFL player to have a thousand yards three years in a row for three different teams. He has a thousand yard season for four different franchises. He won the Bolitnikoff trophy at Oregon State in college, dude. Like this guy has an insane resume. And he's still a baller. He just like has not had that impact yet for the Cowboys. And seeing him last night, just Dak was just finding him deep over and over and over again. He was absolutely murdering the Giants secondary. I really hope that continues because if Brandon Cooks can give you two thirds of that on a normal night or like half of that even. Just be a a valid threat if CeeDee Lamb gets double teamed. Like just be a guy that can be an outlet. If, if he can have like one of his five big plays last night on an average night where it's like he punishes you for doubling CD and that opens CD up again, dude, this offense can take it to another level. They can really graduate into that elite tier of NFL offenses. So go to the game. Brandon Cooks. Well, we are about to have our third goat star star goat of the season because i'm going to follow andy with brandon cooks um you know to me this was a signs of life game proof of life game you know there was some the cops were out there on their trail and you know they get the call hey i haven't heard from my neighbor in three days the lights haven't come on like i don't know if he's okay like this is you know the, the cops are going on the door they're knocking you know and i was i was really worried what we'd see on the other side but you know brandon opened the door he's still alive he's still got a pulse uh, he's still with us, so, you know, massive game. I know the Giants suck, but I I really was concerned that he wasn't even capable of doing this anymore. Um, So, for everything Andy said and just the fact that uh, he finally got involved in this offense, I think is a... I don't know if it'll last. I don't know if this is a blip on the radar, but if it does lead to him being a competent number two to CeeDee Lamb... Um, or at least the combination of him and Ferguson give Dak kind of a safe outlet if CD's not the the first read. Then uh, anyway, I think that that's a good building block. So the star of the game is also one Brandon Cooks. Okay, boys. Well, uh, we still have not had a star love goat on the year. As I said, that is the third goat star of the year. And we'll uh, the first, hopefully, the first hopefully. Brandon Cook star, and the first Brandon Cooks goat of the season. So. Yeah, no joke, dude. I mean, <laughs> he he was that was by far his best game as a Cowboy, and I mean the announcers were all over it. But I, one of the sound bites I know we're going to hear a lot is uh, they I, there was one at one point they were like Dak Prescott is just doing anything he wants out there tonight, and that's definitely was the case. And Brandon Cooks was a huge, huge piece of that. So. Luckily, next week, I think we'll get a chance to see more fireworks because the Cowboys are going to Carolina to play what might be the worst team in football, the near-hapless Carolina Panthers. Um, You know, I remember during the offseason when Adam Thielen had to pick a new team and he picked Carolina, and the quote that everyone, like, ran around with was he said, you know, this is a I picked this spot because this is where I have a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl. (laughs) 
that has really come back to buy all the freezing cold takes type accounts have dredged that back up as you know hey look at this uh horrific team but they are really bad they're one and eight um bryce young is having a very struggle-filled rookie season he's got eight touchdowns and seven picks um you know chubba hubbard is you know he's somehow even worse than tony pollard um, and Adam Thielen is there. Well, he shouldn't even receiver. be. They 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 spent all their money on Miles Sanders. The Eagles let yeah. him go, and then they benched him. Basically, they just said like, "Oh, we're done with that." I know um, people give Bryce Young a ton of shit, and obviously, if they could redo it, obviously they would take Stroud. But I do like to point out there've been plenty of quarterbacks that have shitty rookie years. So I'm just not ready to fully punt on him yet. Unrelated is. Stroud, the to the level he's played at thus far, is it better than his? Is his peak higher than T Dog's thus far? Like, is he? Yes, yes, yeah. That's what I think too. And you know, talk about prisoner of the moment, which me and Andy, I think we're just speaking on pre pod. Yeah, I mean, some of this is Trevor Lawrence just played an absolute stinker of a game against the Niners, and Stroud has played back to back amazing weeks. You know, but. To Trevor Lawrence's credit, he does have a playoff win under his belt already. But uh, I, I do think the highs of Stroud have looked higher than than Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was billed as a generational talent. However you feel about him, he hasn't looked generationally good. We've seen plenty yeah, of I mean, guys have better starts they, to their career than him. He's been they, fine. He's been fine. Floated, he just hasn't been People floated elite. like... Letting rook, letting freshmen leave college early so that Trevor Lawrence could be oh, yeah. in the NFL. Like that was how sure people were on on Trevor Lawrence, and he was I was one of them. Incredible at Clemson, I, dude. Like, I I I certainly believed the hype, and I pounded my fist down, being like, "Yeah, this guy will be a stud." Like I thought, I didn't. I'm not gonna say Peyton Manning because Peyton's the goat, but I definitely thought this guy was gonna come in and do what Joe Burrow has done, or what Josh. You know, I know we give Josh Allen some shit, but even like what Dak did you know, or Herbert did. I thought he'd come in or Stroud has done. I, I really thought Trevor Lawrence would come in and do that. And he just hasn't. And I know I kind of erased the urban Meyer rookie year off the entire record. Yeah, but he's had, he's had a tough, he's, he got dealt a really shitty hand for sure. Like, but year two looked good. They made the playoffs. He had a really good second half of last season, including a game where he played really well against the Cowboys. Um, yeah. And, you know, they won a playoff game. And this year's just been, you know, nine touchdowns, six ints. Some of that is they're they're scoring all their touchdowns from running. It's kind of like Lamar and the Ravens. Like Lamar's playing really well. He's just not getting touchdowns because they keep running them in. But I don't know. I I guess, you know, to 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 go back to Bryce Young, we haven't seen anything though, any signs of life from Bryce Young at this point. It's been pretty rough. No, and dude, I just I said it before he even came out that I had real doubts about Bryce Young being that guy. Um, ever since I saw that picture of him and Cleet standing next to Nick Saban and he was, like, he was short. Oh, yeah. I mean, cause here's the thing, man, like you can overcome being short, but you need to have like an, it you'll be Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray, you know, Kyler you or, or Drew Brees. And I don't think he's any of those guys. And even Kyler has really struggled with the height thing, regardless of being like maybe one of the boat, like, top 10 athletic agrees to enter football but kyler also had a much better rookie season than anything bryce has had like kyler at least has had much higher highs forever wherever you rank kyler in the qb sphere 
Like he's at least a borderline franchise quarterback where Bryce looks hapless as fuck. I mean, even Jared Goff, who had probably a pretty comparable shitty rookie season, and then Sean McVay came in and all of a sudden they turned it around and went to a Super Bowl. And now he's become a competent pocket passer in an era where you got to have a little bit more, but he's still probably a very solid QB. Maybe that's like Bryce's ceiling, but I don't know what else it could be because he's not dynamic with his legs. He doesn't have a cannon for an arm. So unless he's just Drew Brees-esque accurate or has great pre-snap reads of defenses, I don't I don't really see it translating to long time. But Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you there. I have to agree with you there. So it's going to be... Uh, I, I don't have high hopes for this being an incredibly entertaining game. It is supposed to be closer than... The Giants game. Dallas is currently an eleven-point favorite. I've already hammered it. Oh, I got a set. Who I got us at ten. Then I put a second one down where I changed it. That most they let me put was thirteen-point favorites. Nice. I, oh, you I wanted, all bet it to thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to get it at sixteen, but they wouldn't let you. Dude, this team scored no touchdowns against the Chicago Bears defense. Like this team is hapless. I mean, I think we're not going to score as much because I don't think we care as much. It's more fun to beat up the Giants than it's going to be on the Panthers. So I think we're going to score, but we'll kind of start half half asking it pretty quickly. More than we. I think the, the defense Giants. will just eat this team. They, but I agree with that. They lost twenty four ten to the Falcons. They lost twenty seventeen to the Saints. Thirty seven twenty seven against the Seahawks. Twenty one. They weirdly the beat the, the the Texans, didn't they? Yeah, that's 42, the one win. 24 against the Lions. Forty two twenty one against the Dolphins. Then they beat the Texans fifteen to thirteen. So funny. <laughs> bizarre. And then they lost to the Colts 27-13 two weeks ago, so with the Colts back up. Uh, and then they lost to the Chicago Bears 16-13. Um, yeah, man. This this team is in really, really rough shape. Um, you know, Bryce Young has 1,500 passing yards through eight games. Like, he's averaging under 200 passing yards. Well, and it doesn't help that Stroud has been so good and is on pace to have, like, one of those Dak or Herbert rookie years where everyone's like, oh, shit, this guy. This guy might yeah. be really good. Um, So, you know, it, it makes Bryce I've, look even I've more hapless. People, but it, it is Dak level where I have seen people um, insist that Stroud needs to be in the MVP conversation. You know... We're getting to the point, and I saw Diggs say that Dak needs to be in it. We're getting to the point where no one really has – we're through 10 weeks, and I can't tell you anyone who should really – like just his eye popping off the page. It's it's really strange. I, I My big fear is that the Eagles are going to somehow hurt, so get it, because the Eagles will be a one seed and no one else has the numbers, and it'll be a really – it'll yeah, be a year – the MVP committee should probably just not give out the MVP award. Or give it to McCaffrey or somebody. Like, don't give it to a quarterback this year. But yeah, no quarterback has really blown me away. At least not one that like plays for a team worth a shit, which I think are kind of the two attributes you need. But um, yeah, we'll see. I I don't have a ton of commentary about this Panthers game. All I really want is for the Cowboys to continue winning, and then we just pray that the Eagles slip up in one of these tougher games that they have. Obviously, They're about to be underdogs. Fresh. They're going to be underdogs on Monday night this week. They play the Chiefs. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised the Eagles are three-point dogs to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs just are going to get ultimate respect until Patrick Mahomes hangs them up. But yeah, uh, And the Chiefs' defense has been really good, so we'll see if they could slow down that Eagles' 
team and you know Mahomes is we just should have beat that Mahomes. fucking team man we really should have beat that team yeah. and dude can you imagine the hype we'd be feeling right now if we had beat the Eagles in the link and then we just came out here and smashed the Giants like we'd be so it'd be great because we'd be eight and two they'd be nine and they'd be eight and two we'd be eight and two so yeah, it would look head to head yeah I know so we'll see we'll get another shot we'll be at home this time that's the one you got to take care of we have three very well I guess now two very winnable games coming up so yeah and uh, even, do you guys even past that dude like you, we play that we play uh the Panthers, we play the Commanders, and then, dude, I'm not that afraid of the Seahawks. Then you got to play the Eagles. The Bills, frankly, are not who we thought they were at the beginning of the year. They're, they're losing to Denver they're right now. They could be yeah. they could be a 500 team after tonight. The Dolphins are definitely scary, but they are beatable. The Lions are the same thing. I mean, none of the teams left on the on the schedule are the Niners to me. Like where I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm really worried that we would get our. If we don't get the one seed, the best thing that could happen for us is if somehow the Lions hold off everybody. The Lions have a really easy schedule upcoming, and if they hold off and get the two seed and we see them in the playoffs, and I don't mean to disrespect the Lions completely, I just I will take anybody other than the Niners in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I I don't want to ever play them again. The Lions Lions are probably going to be a little bit uh, disheartened because I've heard – I've been. I was on Texags this morning, and um, the Aggies have locked in on Dan Campbell as their next head coach. So I think he'll probably be gone pretty shortly. That'll be tough with Dan Campbell and Nick Saban and and Urban Meyer all, all vying for that position. All, all you know, fighting each other to see who gets to get bought out three years. I even now. heard if Bill Belichick gets shit canned this year, maybe he yeah, wants they, to go be a college well, coach. I mean, they, they'll, they'll kick the tires on him, but we don't know if he's an Aggie man, you know, I'm, so, I'm seeing giants fans, not many, but some calling for Bill Belichick for their coach next season. That's so, Dude, that's please so do them. it. Please They're, do they, it. They, yeah. Because here's the thing. Teams are always, every team is a slave to what won them their last championship. So like the bears are eternally trying to be the 85 bears we are always Jerry's and tried to be the nineties Cowboys. Yes. We want, yeah. we want the nineties Cowboys forever, dude. The giants are so convinced that being this scrappy underdog with an asshole for a head coach is how you win championships because that's how Tom Coughlin was that they, they would love the idea of Bill Belichick coming in and being a jerk to everyone. That's like, they think that's the recipe. Cause like Tom Coughlin, dude, like when he was in Jacksonville, the meanest like 90- old man, 90% of all the NFLPA violations for the entire league were for that team. Like he was like abusing players and like all this other shit. And they were like, Oh yeah, dude, that's hard nosed football right there, dude. And that's how you win championships, man. Hell wow. yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it would do for this podcast? If we got sued by Tom Coughlin. That would be the greatest marketing coup we've ever. He's just off. secretly a huge boys will be boys fan. Just loves <laughs> he's hearing. So, he's crying. Not right anymore. Now. He's so disappointed. Yeah, he's super disappointed. Yeah, not anymore. Go. You might have lost us a viewer. I'm sorry, Tom. Forgive us. <laughs> oh, all right. Anything else before we go to pod picks? No, uh, there's not a lot to talk about. This team is the worst in the NFL. So uh, we did lose to a team that's also the worst in the NFL. So I guess anything's possible. But this sure. team's bad as bad. So uh, we should pick scores for this game. I think I do too. Yeah, we're gonna make it a spread. We all. I think we're all still taking Dallas minus eleven. That's where it is right now. But I'll go first. I'm taking Dallas minus eleven. So 
I'm going Dallas. We're winning this game 42-13. Damn. Ooh. All right, I was going to go uh, 36-3. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I think this is a defense. The offense has been popping lately. I think this is a defense just mashes Bryce Young and company. All right, so uh, we all took Dallas. Shocker, shocker. Minus 11, though, so they do have to cover for us to get points. Uh, Let's move to our Week 11 games. Uh, We do have some good ones, but because there's so many bad quarterback situations right now, there's a few stinkers. Luckily, we get a good Thursday night game for the first time in forever. Ravens hosting the Bengals. Who wants this one first? I will. Uh, Ravens. Okay. I do. Three not. point favorites right now. Yeah, Bengals are Ravens not been. Well. Dude, yeah. the Ravens absolutely, side note, fucked me out of some units by blowing yeah, that 14 point lead. Yeah, that was awful. 14 point lead in the fourth quarter. Awful. They've lost a lot of really ugly games, dude. Like, it, I saw a meme the other day that was like, the Ravens have lost all these games. And it was like seven of those kind of games. They were up like multiple touchdowns. They were up the 17 quarter. on the Dolphins last year and lost in the fourth quarter. Just, yep. yeah. That said, I think I'm golly, dude. The NFC North is really competitive, man. Even somehow Pittsburgh, who I think is the shittiest of these teams, is in good position up there. They're six and three, maybe yeah, the worst like a, six and three. They have like a minus sixty point differential, and they've been outgained and out like in every single game. No, in every game, in every game, they have given up more yards than they've gained, and they've won six of those nine games. I was, I was They're the Vikings was, of this year. They're the early you know, the, the fraud team of this year. Earlier this week, yeah. I saw they were six three because I haven't paid much attention. I was just like, "What the fuck? How?" Yeah. Um, that said, I'm taking Ravens over Bengals, but I don't feel good about it. So, fair enough. But they're home. So, speaking of speaking of Zach, who'd you take? You took Ravens. Ravens. And Goat did. So we all on Ravens. Okay. Yep. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Hold speaking, on. speaking of Pittsburgh. Oh. Um. I think actually we're a little bit about of order. We didn't mm-hmm. say how we did last week. Oh, we are all at eight and five. You're right. We didn't. We all missed the Panthers beating the Bears. We all missed the Ravens beating the Browns. We all missed the Falcons, who lost to Kyler Murray in his first game back. God, Looks what a pretty spry. We, game. Then we all had. We did all get Pittsburgh, who I mentioned. Uh, Zach took the Patriots, which was a really ugly Germany game. Me and Andy got the Colts. Um, I, my, one of my friends texted me that get it, like being forced to watch that game must have been like one of the hidden clauses in the, the Treaty of Versailles. <laughs> the poor Germans, yeah. <laughs> you have to watch this shit ass game a hundred years from now. That was really tough. Um, Andy's the only one who picked the Niners. I forgot I picked the Jags. I pivoted on that. They got fucking smoked. I was by the so Niners. excited that for that game, a, and it was yeah, it was like. Watching it had it was our game against them. It was our game against them. Let me tell you, boys. Every team that's beat the Cowboys this year, there's a curse. You lose at least like two or three in a row after you beat us. So the Eagles are about to drop like three games, dude. Trust me. Good. It happened to the Cardinals. It happened to the Niners. It's happening to the Eagles. Uh, We all got the Vikings. Uh, The Doblin came through for us. The Doblin, baby. Uh, I is the only. I'm the only one who took the Bengals. They kind of fucked me. The Texans wound up winning that game. You guys both took the Texans, so y'all got me there. Uh, me and Zach took the Bucks. Andy took the Titans. That was rough. They got smoked. 
Um, we all got the Lions, and then Andy took the Commies over the Seahawks. That one hurt. Uh, me and Z were on the Seahawks, and then we all got Raiders. So we're all eight and five. We took a little. Can we bit talk about how route. Sam Howell is the leading passer in the NFL right now? Taliban, <laughs> maybe <laughs> the Taliban. dude. <laughs> I have no idea, dude. I I heard that stat and I had a double take. That's absurd. And he's bad too. It's he's like Jameis well, level. It's, it's, it's like Jameis level. You're just behind in every game, just airing it, dude. Just fucking sending it. And, and we're all on the Bills who might win this game. They're down right now. I don't know. It's pretty gross. Um, the Bills are... They might be in, like, fire coach mode if they fuck this season up. But anyway, uh, moving back, uh, Zach was right. So we're all 8-5. and five. We're either going to go 8-6 and six or 9-5, and five, depending on that Bills game, because we all took them. So back to our... A thing we have Steelers at the Browns. Speaking of NFC or AFC North, I'm gonna go ahead and go first. I'm gonna, God, I, I know Zach's gonna take Steelers because he'll never take Twatson, and I appreciate that. But I, I just the Steelers are so fugazi, man. I can't. They can't do it again. I'm taking Browns. Yeah, I'm going Browns. No, uh, Deshaun Watson's garbage. Uh, the first quarter, he had one out of nine passes. One With a pick six. With a pick six. Yeah, uh, I don't care what happened after the game. That's who he is. I'm going Steelers. Hell yeah. That's going to be a hurtful one for the eyeballs. I'm just going to let people know. There's a lot uh, of this... like one-sided affair games this week. Like, yeah, we the, the lines... Like... This is yeah, the lines crazy. are huge. I think we're going to be on the same side of a lot of these. Dolphins, yeah. Raiders, Dolphins at Dolphins, home. Right, everyone's on the Dolphins. Everyone's on Lions for Lions Bears. I'm sure. Um, Jags Titans might be interesting, but I'm assuming everyone's going Jags, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I'm writing them down. I think everyone's on Lions Bears, as Andy said. <sighs> we're all on the Packers, Dolphins, dude. I f- oh, dude. Again, uh, I think you got to go Chargers. The Packers. I know suck. it's like one of like four games left in the year that I think the Chargers probably will win. I mean, they're actually now that I think about it, they're probably going to win eleven games and go to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> but like, no, fuck it, dude. Fuck it, Packers, dude. Give me Jordan Love. I believe. Damn. Okay. Find a way to choke this game out, dude. I want to pause on this Jags Titans game to say I can't. If Tannehill's well, they're going with Will Levis. God, dude, I, the Jags are just kind of fraudulent, but their defense might be okay enough, so I'll go Jags. But I want I want the people to hear me at least ponder that because I don't feel good about the Jags anymore. Stroud and I was versus Kyler's next, dude. Uh, wait, does anyone take Packers but Goat? I'm taking Chargers. Okay, I'm on Chargers too. Bolt up, baby. Okay, next one is Andy just alluded to. We have. The Stroud, the astronaut. I think that's what they. I butchered it, but something like that. That's what they call him. So they call Cardinals. Him ass Cloud, dude. That's not a good nickname, bro. <laughs> astronaut, Astroud, not some bullshit. That's a bad one, dude. It's not my favorite. The, um, uh, yeah. It, w- w- workshop that one, guys. There's got to be a better. There's got to be a better one. Um, but man, I'll tell you what. The NFL probably like. Somewhere in their marketing department, they wanted this to be a cool game, right? Like Kyler, the fucking, you know, cool 
you know, FaZe Clan bro versus Hot Young Rook. But I just think the Texans have like actually have guys that can like hurt you. I mean, they have Noah Brown, so I think I'm going Texans. And I think the Noah B streak continues. Hundred yard game, Noah B streak. Oh, we lost you, goat. Oh, or we lost me. Sorry. Sorry, I lost you guys for a second. Uh, who'd you take, Andy? Texans card. Oh, you're good. I just said Noah B streak continues. Texans for me, please. Yeah, hey, I I was apologizing for your Noah B hate early in the season. You were you were taking a lot of drive bys at Noah Brown, and he's been balling since coming off the IR. <laughs> um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the Cardinals. Ooh. Fuck the Texans. Okay. Our buddy Lane's getting too too hyped on them again. I gotta. I need to see him lose now. I'm taking cards. Cold water on that situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need. I need to pour a little cold water on Stroud. Zach, where you at on it? I had to think about it, but I'm also going Texans. I just don't. I've never really believed in Kyle Murray. Cardinals are still a bad team. <laughs> I love how Zach was taking the Cardinals back when after they beat us when it was Dobbs. But I, now that Kyler's come back, it's just nah, I, I can't believe in the I can't believe they in this team kept anymore. Dobbs. The Dobbs, <laughs> dude. He might he might lead the he might lead the Vikings to a, a playoff berth, man. They're five and zero without JJ. Yeah, dude. You want to talk about like prisoner of the moment? I logged on to our Cowboys and there was some random thread from some guy being like. Has there ever been a story like Josh Dobbs before? This guy's just like doing things I've never seen in football. I was like, bro, what? <laughs> Dude, the most normal ass what? shit. Like a decent backup? Like, yeah, yeah man. We that have, we still have literally a lot. every week, dude. Like, get the fuck out of here. So everyone took Dallas. Giants commanders, dude. I mean, I guess you have to take the commies here because the Giants are well, last I looked, fucking they were they're tanking. I'm taking commies. Yeah, commies. Yeah. God, that's that's so sad. But I'm taking commies too. And then Bucks Niners. I guess the Niners have, are kind of out of the slump. Uh, after what I saw them do to the Jags, I think I have to go Niners. I just don't think Baker can be competent against that good of a yeah, the defense a good is, yeah. defense. Now, it's, now that it's Bosa and Chase Young, dude, like that defensive line is cooking. I mean, if it was anywhere other than the Bucks, I'd probably take them just because we've seen the Niners dominate a good team before and then just kind of give up and just suck ass. And for all we know, they're going to feeling good about that Jags the game, Bucks have, have been... the same thing of, oh, we're we're good again and, you know, just fucking lay an egg. But I don't think the Bucks can take advantage of that if it happens. Yeah. Plus, honestly, I, I have also, no real idea that's going to happen. It's just hopeful thinking. The Bucks have been okay. The NFC South is is truly, truly doing some comedy on who wants to to host a, a playoff game because it's going to be. I mean, the Cowboys. If we get the five seed, we're going to play one of these really shitty NFC South teams in wild card. Which would be tight. Which would be tight. Um, I'm still hoping we can somehow wrangle the Eagles down, but uh, the Bucks might like. If you guys had to pick an NFC South winner right now, it's not going to be the Panthers, but Saints, Falcons, or Bucks. Who are you picking? Just Falcons. blindly not Falcons looking at refused, schedule. The Falcons refused. No, to dude, they they lost to the Cardinals, man. I think the Falcons are fucking done. It's so it's got to be Bucks Saints, and I think the Saints are <laughs> fucking frauds. So I'm going Bucks, but that's I'm going Falcons. Falcons but no. suck, dude. I'm I'm sticking okay. with Falcons. I'm going Bucks too, Andy. I think I think they might. They're at least the most like veteran-led group. I don't know if that makes sense, and I, but they're all poorly coached. Man, it's tough. I I think I'm going Bucks though. 
The Falcons lost me the last two weeks. I mean, blowing those last two games the way they did. Yeah. It's just the Falcons beat the shit out of the Bucks, though. 16 to 13, man. <laughs> That's a that's a Falcons like A one victory, dude. That's a fucking That's a real Falcon punch. Right there. (laughs) Oh, dude, they need to like buy the rights to Captain Falcon and use him as a mascot. That shit would be fire. Yeah, I was at uh me and uh uh, Zach were at uh, B dubs and I was yelling Falcon punch every time they got a first down, but (laughs) nice kind of hope they, they, they run with that. Zach wasn't as enthused as me, but Show you me were very, very loud. Uh, so, okay, <laughs> Jets, Bills. Uh, I mean, it's the Bills, even though they are a 500 team. Dude, the Jets are fucking worthless now. Like, they're at the point. The Bills now, like, play so bad against the Jets, though. Every week, Salah does this weird thing where he's like, actually, Zach Wilson's playing pretty good. And then a reporter will be like, we haven't scored a touchdown in 15 quarters. And they'll be like, <laughs> Zach looks pretty good. So I'm going Bills, but it could. The Jets totally did just happen. lose to the Raiders too, with Aiden yeah. O'Connell starting. So I and think not, I'm taking Bills too. And badly, I'm on dude. Bills. like Zach, Zach, and Zach's audio is gone again. God, this fucking this fucking guy. This guy, dude. There we go. Oh, he's back. And oh. he quit the. Podcast. He rage quit. Rage All right, quit the Seahawks game. Seahawks Rams. Uh... <laughs> We'll give Zach a did not pee, a DNP. Yeah, yes. we can hear you before you quit. <laughs> what the fuck? You guys are, why are you saying my audio was gone? <laughs> it was gone. Then you came back and were like, oh, great, we can hear you. And then you quit. Oh, <laughs> Strange. Serious we should just do a running <laughs> bit. Let's just do a running bit throughout the year. We just pretend that Zach's not, not talking. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Bills. Jealousy. The Jets could have had Carson Wentz. <laughs> Oh man! Lucky no, Wentz is back. Oh, but no, he signed. Yeah, with the Rams. <laughs> yeah, but which apparently... coming up, they're our next game. So Seahawks, Rams. I'm taking Seahawks. I don't think they said Stafford's going to play. I don't believe that. I'm taking Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going Seahawks, and the Rams I'm suck. Also going with Seahawks. It seems like the Puka Nakua thing <laughs> has has ended. There was a, he yeah. was like the number one receiver in the league, and now he's like he's in, he's he's still sixth, but he's dropping every week, and you know they just don't have enough guys. They sold too much of their future, and they have like him, Cup, and Stafford, and no run game, and Aaron Donald is the only player on their entire defense I even know about. So just not enough guys, and the Seahawks yeah. flawed, but they have some guys, so. Including Devon Witherspoon, who's a baller, by the way. Indeed. Um, that brings us to Sunday night football. I don't know how we don't get these fucking game flexed, but we're somehow we're getting Dobbs versus Russell it's Wilson. It's the Doblin, dude. It's just not even a question. <laughs> it, it, I'm going Doblin Vikings until, well. <laughs> until proven otherwise. It's the Doblin. They're underdogs, by the way. I looked at the line ahead. They're the two-point underdogs. The Vikings are two-point dogs. I, the I had to do a Doblin. I have them as one point now, but... Okay. That's a good bet. Okay. Dude, Vegas just doesn't even like take into account that Dobbs like <laughs> read minds of Moria from the dwarves and made them pay for their fucking <laughs> delving too deep into the fucking mithril veins, okay? The Doblin King reigns under the mountain, all right? So so who are the dwarves then? They're that the take Viking. down the Doblin King. 
No, they're just short guys with beards. They're like with axes, like actual dwarves. The, the bit is that Dobbs is an actual goblin from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Let's okay, okay. I'm, I'm I'm with you. I just I was trying to get to you to, to who would take down. It's not like the a full King. metaphor, dude. <laughs> okay, well, no we'll work on it. We'll workshop it. We'll I mean, you can it. you can try, dude. I mean, you might you might you might make it through Doblin's fiefdom and survive, but like you're gonna lose a member of your party. On the fucking bridge of Khazad Doom. Right? I think we you need to have a pod rewatch, gonna... especially especially of the desolation of Smaug, which did oh, did which fuck. did sponsor oh, this dude. great podcast. <laughs> dude, I, dude, I would love, dude, I would love to just live watch the desolation of Smaug with Zach, just like running commentary. <laughs> I know Zach loves that big white orc with the <laughs> what a great character. Dude. Zach's Glad a big fan of white orcs guys. in general. I don't know. He loves gives me some orcs, dude. <laughs> I really like the scene where you know the dwarves in the book calmly escape in little barrels as they float down the river, and in the movie is like a. 40 minute action the, scene the major like legolas the jumping on their heads and firing Bro, they about. just couldn't help themselves they were like legolas dude i i really can't we always i mean i'm sure fans are gonna hate us devolving into lord of the rings talk but like the the de-evolution of legolas from like oh man he he shoots a bow really good to like by the third movie they got this motherfucker sliding down elephant trunks fucking shooting five arrows at a time doing neo shit he's an he's an entirely cgi character after like two towers dude he's not even in the movie like he's a marvel character i for one enjoy our lotr nfl crossover but uh that said, I'm taking the Broncos. All right, give me, give me Rusty up, Wilson. Dobby Dobbs. Broncos at home. All right, this is a fun one. Eagles at Chiefs. Eagles three point dogs. I actually got this mixed up. Chiefs, I thought baby. the I thought the Eagles were home, but the Chiefs are home. So I feel Mahomes much better is a about taking Chiefs. Cowboys fan. He knows what this means to us. He's gonna go out there and ball. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs. I think we all are because we we wanted. Um, I didn't realize the Eagles were on the road. That's really big for this, so I'm taking Chiefs. Chiefs at home. Hell yeah. And that is it. Ben, who are our, who are our picks for the week, our unanimous picks? Unanimous picks, Cowboys to cover, Ravens, Dolphins, Lions, Jags, uh, Commies, Niners, Bills, Seahawks, Chiefs. Half the league. Cool. Yeah, we, we had very few that we strayed from. I mean, as Andy said, there's a lot of lopsided games out there this week. So It's a uh, college week one out there, week zero. I've already put my Cowboys minus 11. I'm, I'm, I'm hammering it because I missed out on the Cowboys minus 15, and I got them at minus 18, which didn't matter because we won by a lot, but still. Fuck. That line's going up because Cardinals are trash, or Panthers are trash. So, All right, boys. Like uh, good week. Uh, good win. Glad to blow out bad teams. Um, you can only play who's on your schedule. Another stinker this week, but let's just keep blowing out the bad teams and hope hope our enemies falter. You know. Indeed, indeed. Any last thoughts for we GTFO boys? I'm good. All right. Well, if you'd like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a like, leave a rating, leave a comment. If you'd like to tell us we suck at this, how holler at Ben at bwbb pod on x uh we will be back next week after we smash on the carolina panthers as always folks 
This has been Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. Take it easy. Peace.